social conversations. Let's welcome a team guest uh, who's on the ground in KZN, Siabonga Lachwayo, KZN Provincial Manager for the South African Red Cross Society. Uh, we're talking about uh, the steps and uh, the efforts that they're putting and in terms of the humanitarian needs in the province. Siabonga, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, good evening and thank you for inviting us. Now, you have been on the ground with uh, the South African Red Cross Society since the aftermath of the floods in KZN. Tell us uh, what sort of, you know, relief you have uh, bought in, in the community and what's still required. Okay. Um, I think uh, when speaking of the aftermath, the aftermath, I think, is more devastating uh, than the event itself because... Um, I, I think uh, everyone has noted that over time the numbers are growing and more and more damage is being revealed as many areas were inaccessible uh, previously because of damaged roads and, and, and uh, the blocked roads. So now as we are able to access many communities, we are learning of a lot of damage and very devastating situation uh, in the community. Uh, but uh, as a Red Cross Society, we have we are doing our best and trying our best to ensure that the situation is stabilized and those that are affected are taken care of, uh, while more uh, interventions are still being brought to, uh, forward to try and, uh, and assist them. Uh, we have been taking care of those that are displaced, uh, providing them with food, clothes, uh, blankets, and mattresses, clean water as uh, many areas in KZN currently uh, have no water supply due to the floods, to the heavy floods that we witnessed uh, in the past week. Uh, and also we have deployed uh, a team that is um, under our help and care to assess the situation and the risks that we are currently exposed to uh, with regards to uh, waterborne diseases and we are uh, learning of uh, quite a higher risk uh, at the moment and looking at also a risky behavior that is also developing. But it's, it's all to, to the needs and also the fact that as the water supply has been affected, people now are starting to resort to using the water from the rivers, of which the water in the rivers currently could be highly contaminated as uh, we were witnessing the floods. Sure. You know, uh, Siabonga, as you are mentioning uh, the, the work that you are doing, I'm only thinking about, you know, the fact that in the evacuation centers, there's also a lot of vulnerability. People are in need of psychosocial support. Uh, psychologically, people are not okay. They've lost loved ones. They've lost property. Is there any psychological support that's being offered to them. As much as we know that blankets and food and clean portable water is required, but psychological support is also something that we cannot just ignore. Yes. Um, we, we did not only um, deploy the team uh, from the health and care. We've got a team that is providing psychosocial support and we've also got another team that is providing what we call uh, PFL, Protection of uh, family links. So what we are doing here with the psychologist, with the, uh, our psychologists, they are meeting and engaging. They started also by assessing the situation. They brought reports forward, and then they started having 
uh, engagement with the affected community members. Uh, in one of the centres, uh, what, what we've what we have learned or witnessed is that um, some people now are trying to use alcohol as a, a coping mechanism. As when we visited the centre, there was quite a high consumption of alcohol, and you wouldn't blame them. So I think they're trying to to find ways of coping. So, uh, and then the the psychologist then made the recommendations of even more intervention. So even more psychologists are going to be deployed tomorrow uh, to to, to have a team actually that is going to be visiting one site to another. Uh, The the, the protection of family links program, what it is doing currently, it is to ensure that uh, the affected community members, they can be able to communicate with their loved ones they can inform their loved ones that actually I'm still here, at least I am alive uh, and safe, uh, because uh, still there, uh, there are people that are still missing. So family members that are, maybe have people that are here in Deben and other affected areas, they are all in a, in a point of not being sure whether is it not one of us, is it not our loved ones that are still missing or, or that have passed on. So we are out there offering those services for free. They can conduct their family members wherever they are. Uh, and we are ensuring that even we are, we are supplying them with anything that they need for communication. Um, Just hold it there for me, Siabonga. We need to go to a quick break. A-team, you can weigh in on this conversation. Perhaps you also want to find out where you can get uh, much-needed help uh, that uh, the Red Cross um, uh, Society is doing in the KZN area. 011-714-2006. That's where you can ask your questions or give your comments via WhatsApp on 0614-104-107. Social Conversations. The closet conversation will only come after 11. Trust me, I know you want it, but it's not yet. It's 22 minutes after 10 here on 104 to 107 nationwide. And we are leading the conversation. That's what SFM does. Right now we are having a conversation with Sia Bonga Tlajbayo, who's the KZN Provincial Manager for the South African Red Cross Society. And uh, they are doing quite a lot of work um, in, re- in you know relief of uh, those who have uh, fallen victim to the aftermath of the natural disaster that hit in KZN uh, due to the flooding. And it seems that, you know, people are in need of so much. But are we as community, are we as society, are we as a country only waiting for organizations like the Red Cross to come forward and other NGOs and NPOs to come forward and waiting for government to come forward? Or are we in our small pockets also doing something? If you are doing something and you are based in KZN or even if you are in any part of the world and you are donating, sending aid, whatever it may be, let us know so that we can encourage each other to start becoming better citizens instead of just waiting for bigger organizations and government. Let's hear what efforts you have been making on 0614-104-107. That's our WhatsApp number. Siabonga, thank you for staying with us. Now, in, in you, you have been outlining the work that you're doing and have been doing for the past uh, couple of days since uh, the aftermath of the flood. One concern I'm sure you as an organization and other of your colleagues have probably started looking into is what should happen 
if another natural disaster should hit in the province of KZN um, before, um, you know, the rehabilitation of all the roads and infrastructure and people are put back into their homes? Um, if, I think um, if we were to witness another uh, disaster, maybe of this magnitude, uh, I think it would leave us in a very um, uh, devastating state uh, as a country, which would take us uh, quite a long time to recover from. Uh, because as it is, like right now, we are looking at the situation. It's not going to be something that we are going to easily recover from. Um, one is one is witnessing. Uh, community members uh, are starting to become very impatient and um, are very re- and, and becoming very reactive. Uh, you wouldn't like uh, looking at the situation. You wouldn't really blame them. Uh, the province has, has faced quite a number of challenges. You're looking at uh, the COVID-19 lockdown. Uh, you're looking at uh, the urban unrest that we witnessed. All of these affected the livelihoods. Uh, of the of the communities, and many were left uh, in destitute, uh, losing their jobs, losing their source of income and businesses. Um, the flood that we witnessed from November to to January um, uh, this early, early this year, and now this is where we are. So I think really the situation is quite is getting out of hand, and it would take a lot for us to recover from the situation. But then it calls for for that. Uh, there's a, a, a slogan by the disaster management that disaster management is everyone's business. Uh, it's literally now calling for everyone to to play a role uh, into ensuring that uh, we, we would become resilient to disasters because disasters, many disasters, are natural and cannot be prevented. But what we have to, to invest on is to invest on ensuring that we are resilient to disasters and their impact. So that's what it calls for today. It calls for that one person that is residing in a disaster-exposed area to move from there and uh, to, be, to move from there and be residing in a, in a very much safer area. Even though you know we know that there, there's there's a lot to consider before that could be done because some people are residing in certain areas because of they are closer to work because they cannot afford the rent and all of that. There are many uh, factors and issues around uh, where people are residing that lead to people residing in some very risky areas. But somehow it's it's a it's a situation where we we start to approach those resolutions where we are moving to a very much uh, safer areas where but surely, we implement... surely Siabonga, in terms of uh, educating people um, in, uh, on what geographical uh, landscape they're living on, that should be the responsibility of, of town planning and uh, local municipality, local government. If people don't have the know-how, people are just going to live wherever there's available space. Uh, yes, that is a fact, uh, but also I, I'm looking at now uh, at an approach that will, will bring more resolutions mm. than uh, a situation where we are there's, there's going to be some pushing and pulling and all of that, but everyone playing a role because as much as those that um, are in authority 
they might want to enforce these decisions. But also the other part also needs to come in to ensure that these decisions are actually uh, successful, ensuring that we become resilient. It, it calls for us now to say, let us stop depending on being employed, but let us start uh, investing on, on livelihoods that can be self-sustainable, where we can be able to, to use the gardens, be able to provide for our neighbors, taking care of each other, so that whenever we are faced with uh, COVID-19 again, they, uh, we lose job opportunities. Then we go, but we do have those projects, those self-sustainable projects that can be able to provide mm. for communities. Now, now let's uh, before we wrap up, uh, just tell me on the ground the eight evacuation centres that you have been uh, sending hot meals to and uh, giving psychosocial support to blankets and so on. I know there's going to be some rains that have been forecasted, and um, the, the weather is not going for the next couple of days, and obviously the cold as well. Are people in these ev- evacuation centers um, safe? Are they well looked after? Um, is, is no issue of overcrowding? What is it looking like? Okay. Um, the situation is um, the situation is um, is manageable uh, because we are having teams also after the Red Cross we've been visiting the site whenever we are seeing something of that is worrying or concerning, we immediately raise it up with the government relevant government structures and those that are running the centers to ensure that um, people are kept in very uh, conducive uh, environments. So the, the situation, because as it is, there were, I remember in Umlazi, there was um, a site that had about 750 people, uh, but then it was engaged and another site was opened and some people were moved to, to the other area because of avoiding the overcrowding. Uh, also, us as the Red Cross, we've started to educate about uh, water and sanitation as well as hygiene. And we are aiming at uh, donating even more uh, material for ensuring that the, the, the sites are also very clean. Mm. Now, uh, please give us contact details uh, f- if people need to be in touch with uh, the Red Cross Society uh, to get help. Okay, 076-223-884-25. Mm-hmm. All right. Are these numbers uh, open uh, 24 hours or is there a time um, frame where people can call? Um, from 8 to from 8 to 6. Okay. From 8 in the morning so until 6 p.m. People can call uh, for assistance in any of uh, the provincial um, areas that have been hit hard and require assistance. Thank you so very much for joining us, Siabonga. And uh, we really commend the work that you are doing, you and your team at the South African Red Cross Society. More strength to your bro.